This is an All Ears English podcast, episode 375, Three Strategies to Be a More Efficient English Learner with Teacher Derek. Welcome to the All Ears English podcast, where you'll finally get real native English conversation and fluency for business and life. We believe in connection, not perfection, when it comes to learning English. Now, here are your hosts, Lindsay McMahon, the English adventurer, and Michelle Kaplan, the New York radio girl, coming to you from Boston and New York City, USA. We have a guest on the show today. Our guest today was born and raised in the state of Colorado in the U.S. He has studied astronomy and physics and is a nomad, having lived in Rio de Janeiro, Colombia, Europe, Mexico, and even Memphis, Tennessee. Our guest today is Derek DeSantis. Let's welcome Derek to the show. In today's episode, you'll get three key tactics that you can use to become a more efficient and effective learner of English. Wondering about your fluency level? Take our simple English fluency quiz and find out if you're 50% fluent, 65% fluent, or 80% fluent. Plus, get ready for an exciting new course release coming up in early June. Learn from real English conversations so you can finally get confident. Take the quiz at allearsenglish.com slash fluency score. Hey, Derek, welcome to All Ears English. Thanks for coming on the show today. How are you doing? Hey, Lindsay. Thanks a lot for having me. I'm doing quite well. Yourself? Excellent, excellent. Where are you now? You're recording from a different part of the world. Where are you located? Uh, right now, I'm in Mexico, Puerto Escondido. Wow. Are you working on your Spanish down there? Yeah, I'm trying to. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. Well, I'm excited that you're on our show today, Derek, because you are going to let our listeners know three ways that they can become more efficient English learners. And we know that these days we are all busy and we really want to just cut to the chase. We really want to get the value as quickly as we can. So what is that first tip that you have for us today, Derek, in terms of how our listeners can become more efficient learners? Uh huh. Well, I think first uh, people really need to learn how to self-correct when they're speaking. This is the best way to advance your speaking about Abilities while uh, focusing both on fluency and uh, accuracy, okay? Because mm. uh, many people will just be so concerned with accuracy that they speak word by word by word, and they never make an error as far as they know. Now, right, right. Yeah, so mm -hmm. it's, uh, it, it takes a long time, and then they'll find that, you know, if they're talking to a native speaker or somebody else, they're going to start finishing their sentences for them. Now, right, right. Yeah, and then on the other end, there's the people that are completely fluent, but they're not thinking about what they're saying, and they make tons of grammar mistakes, even though they know this grammar, right? <laughs> right. So we have to get somewhere in the middle, and when you get to that point, basically you're speaking to the point where you're making mistakes, but the mistakes that you know, you're correcting yourself, okay? Yeah. Go back yeah. and correct them. The only time I wouldn't self-correct is if I'm in a very important situation, maybe in business or something. They're going to understand, but take every every chance you have to speak English as a learning uh, experience. Okay. 
Okay, so when you say self-correct, you mean actually in the conversation, go back and repeat it correctly to the person you're speaking with, right? You're not talking about correcting in your mind or writing it down correctly. You're talking about live in conversation, going back and correcting your mistake, right? Exactly, exactly. I do this every time I'm speaking another language. If I'm speaking with my friends or if I'm speaking with a teacher, it doesn't matter. I'll go back and I'll correct myself because once you get that uh, correction in, you make the mistake and you make the correction, it sticks in your mind a little bit easier. And it it really helps you advance a lot faster than if you go with one side or the other. Ooh, that's interesting. This is a good idea. It's something new that I haven't heard a lot about before. But I think what ends up happening with a lot of students who have been speaking English for years but have been making the same mistakes is that they kind of solidify those mistakes because they don't go back and self-correct, as you're suggesting, right? Exactly, exactly. After you form a habit, it's terribly difficult to break. I mean, it'll take weeks Mm -hmm. of, of... Well, it took me, at least, uh, about two weeks to change a habit that I'd formed in a language. And that's if I was speaking it every day. Yeah, so you have to use that additional burst of energy to change, to undo that kind of new neural pathway that you're forming that's the incorrect form of the word, right? And go back and make it correct. I like it. I like it, Derek. Thank you for that. How about number two? What would be the second way that our listeners can become more efficient learners or English speakers? Yeah, well, I'll be honest. This is something I'm guilty of. Uh, from time to time. Um, now, this is don't pretend that you know everything. Okay. Yeah. So this is uh, if you have, you know, maybe eighty percent or ninety percent uh, sure that you're you know what somebody is talking about, but there's a little bit of doubt. Ask because you might actually learn a little bit more about the language. For example, in an idiom, you'll find out where it comes from and what all the words mean. And so uh, you might understand maybe from context, but sometimes uh, I also have students that think they understand a word, but it translates completely differently. Oh, I like it. So don't pretend that you understand everything when you actually don't. I mean, this is a big, this is kind of a nerve for our listener. We're hitting a nerve here because we feel like often when we make a mistake that something's wrong with us or that we don't understand something, it must be our fault, right? But sometimes maybe the speaker just hasn't been very clear, right? That's right, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, so yeah, so what kind of phrases could our listeners use to kind of go back and try to make sure that they understood or check to see if they understood? I mean, what could they say? Well, they could say, for example, oh, excuse me, let me see if I have this, and then try to rephrase yeah. the, the sentence or uh, something like yeah. that. Or you could just be very direct and straightforward and say, I'm sorry, could you explain that a little bit more? I mean, right, right, right. And that first phrase that you said, let me make sure that I can you say it one more time. Uh-huh. The first phrase you said, yeah, yeah, let me make sure I have that correct. I have that correct. Right. Let me check to see if I understood that. Right. There are a lot of things we could say. But the point is moving to that next level where we're I don't know, we're stepping into our power and we're saying, hey, I don't think I got that. Would you mind repeating or would you mind saying that again? I mean, we have every right to do that. Right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Especially yeah. when you're in a, in a class, you don't have to impress your teacher. Actually, most most teachers will be impressed if you start asking them questions, because many people That's want right. to pretend that they they're smart and they want to prove themselves to their teacher. But teachers love it when you ask them questions. They, they, they oh, feel like yeah. you're really learning that way. No, that's true. And I know I'm guilty of this, too. Right. I I spent a year in Latin America and I was learning Spanish. And I know that I was in some situations where, you know, social situations like parties where they were saying something. And I thought, oh, yes, I understand. And then all of a sudden they're laughing and I have no idea why. And I'm the butt of the joke. (laughs) So it can turn into. 
you can end up in a really bad situation or a funny situation, but a humiliating situation if you do let yourself do that often by pretending that you know what they're talking about when you in fact don't. So good advice, Derek. All right. <laughs> When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, Derek, so what would you say is the third thing that we can do to be efficient English learners? What can we do? Yeah, well, I think uh, the important thing to do is study the types of mistakes that you make. Okay, so when you make a mistake, uh, you can do one thing. You can just look at it, correct in that instance, and move on. Or you can actually look at it and try to relate it to a wider uh, area of study. Now, you could even use this to, you know, point you in the right direction for self-study and, you know, work on this. And then you'll become more of a a master in that area, at least. I see. But how do we prioritize the mistakes? I mean, that's something that I find might be hard for our listeners to do on their own. How do they know which mistakes to really start to focus on, right? We're paying attention to the patterns, right? What are the patterns that we're making? And then which patterns should we pursue and follow and try to fix permanently? Yeah, well, it's important to know the difference between a a kind of a random error and a systematic error. Mm, Interesting. A systematic error is going to be something where you don't understand the the grammar for some reason or another, and you keep making the same error in various different uh, phrases, now, yeah. a random error is something like a, a preposition. You use the wrong preposition in some place, and that's just something you have to memorize, right? Yeah, so, that's a good point. Yeah. So the, with the, these random errors, you memorize them basically like vocabulary. With the systematic errors, you can actually study those and get that uh, really ingrained into your, your instinct for language speaking. And then you, that will fix that whole problem all at once. Ooh, I like it. I think one of the mistakes that students tend to make on their own is that they'll try to attack all the errors at the same time, right? The random errors and the systematic errors, and it ends up being overwhelming, yeah. right? We get discouraged. Yeah. yeah exactly. If, if I have a problem with, for example, grammar when I'm uh, learning Spanish or something, I try to focus on one grammar point for like a week or so and try to get that as solid as I can, and then I'll move on to another grammar point, even though I know I'm I'm you know, deficient in a, in a other areas, but I try to focus on one for a little while and then move on to something else. Um, yeah. 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 I think that's a really good idea. And, you know, this is a lot to ask for our listeners to do on their own. So this is something where we would recommend actually working with a teacher because it just kind of shortens the learning curve. It makes it easier that a teacher can sit down and help you figure out which are the random errors and which are the systematic errors and where to actually spend your time. Right. Yes, exactly. Um, Yeah, so I know that you're a teacher on italki, and your profile actually caught my eye, Derek, because you have a class called All the Important English. Now, what's that about? What's that class about? Well, it's basically, uh, I use these type of uh, techniques to build fluency, accuracy. We we try to do things in like a no-nonsense type of way. I like that. uh, Mm -hmm. Really make things uh, simple for the the student, and while we're doing this, of course, we we try to make it fun. Otherwise, it's... uh, not going to be interesting and people aren't going to want to continue learning, right? 
That's right. And these days, people are interested in learning what matters to them, the English that matters to them. So all the important English in a no-nonsense way does make sense, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, as I was saying, with, with this, we work with uh, these. the correction methods I use work with these ideas. For example, uh, I take notes during these uh, sessions, and at the end, we do uh-huh. a correction session. So you can actually look at the, the mistakes that you were making, and I'll show you which ones that you can use to, to build your uh, grammar and things of that sort, and other things that are going to be random mistakes. Uh, I see. Yeah. I see. So you, you don't interrupt the flow of the conversation. Instead, at the end, you have all the corrections that come up later so that people don't get paralyzed with mistakes yeah. and they're able to continue speaking. And at the end, you make sure to address them and go back and take a look at what happened. Exactly, exactly. And then Good. during the course of the, the lesson, if I know the student knows the mistake they make, then I'll give them either some passive uh, correction and just echo and repeat it in a correct way, or I'll stop them and say, you know this, come on, you can, you can do that. So this way they don't go too far into the fluency area, right? I like that. I like that. Well, so guys, if you want to kind of shorten your learning curve here, and today we've given you three key ways to be a more efficient learner. So I'm just going to repeat what Derek told us today. You talked about learning how to self-correct. That's really interesting and that's important. Number two was you said, don't pretend that you know everything because you can really get yourself in trouble. And number three was pay attention to the types of mistakes that you make. Start to look at those random errors and those systematic errors and see which ones you want to address. So guys, if you want to work with Derek in his class, all the important English or another one of his classes, you can work with him on italki. But the first step to work with him is to register on our landing page called allearsenglish.com forward slash I-T-A-L-K-I. And then we want to go and find Derek's profile. So Derek, how could our listeners find you after they've registered at allearsenglish.com forward slash I-T-A-L-K-I? Where can they find you? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm listed as Teacher Depial. Okay, Depial is Depial. Uh, Can you spell that for us? D E E P I A L. Yeah, it's a nickname of mine, so it's quite useful. Hmm. Okay, so it's Teacher Depial, right? Exactly. Okay, and that's we should type that into the search bar, is that right? That should work for you. Okay, perfect. So we want to encourage our listeners to go over there and check out Derek's class if you guys want a little bit more help on becoming a more efficient English learner. Very cool. So, Derek, thanks for joining us today. I'm glad you're able to make the time to come on the show. Oh, well, thank you very much for having me. Yeah, absolutely. And have a good day. <laughs> Likewise. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to All Ears English. And if you believe in connection, not perfection, follow our show wherever you listen to podcasts to make sure you don't miss anything. See you next time.